We're all about turning a crappy situation into something positive. A quarter million dollars of credit card I debt. I still remember the day when no one turned up. Throw it in the garbage and start from scratch. I could give myself a chance, so I started something. I mean, I think that counts as from poop to gold. <laughs> our sponsor for this episode is our 14-day video script challenge. Yes, we are sponsoring our own show. Yes, we are. <laughs> Welcome back to From Poop to Gold. I'm your co-host, Benton Crane. And today I'm joined by a very special guest. I've got Richie Norton here with me. Welcome to the show, Richie. What's up, brother? How are you? Good to, good, <laughs> good to have you. So uh, Richie is the co-founder of Product. Yep. Is that how you pronounce it? Nope. Product? <laughs> product. So it's like product. It's like products okay. you're proud of. Product. Everyone thinks like I have some weird accent. They're like, wait, what are you saying? How do you say product? No, I'm like, no, it's product. It's okay. Product. <laughs> Got it. So we're going to talk more yeah. about that. Okay. Um, but Richie is also the author of the book. Let me see if I get this right. Okay. Um, the Power of Building Something Stupid. Close. It's called Poop to Gold. And I was... <laughs> 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 it's the power of starting something stupid. Got it. But you were close enough. Got it. So I, so I just ordered the book. Oh, thanks. It's on its way, and I'm excited to. I have I'm your book. You guys sent it, and it's amazing. Oh, good. Good. <laughs> I actually have another copy to give to you today for being on our show. I, I, so. The more the better. <laughs> the more the better. <laughs> Very cool. Awesome. Let's get started. First up, let's give a quick overview of the book, a quick overview of product, and yeah. then we're going to dive into your background a little bit. So okay. let, let's start there. Give us the overview of the book. So I wrote The Power of Starting Something Stupid. It took me, this is so bad, but it took me like six years to write this thing. You know what I mean? From idea uh -huh. to getting it published with the I empathize, man. I have this book rolling around in they're, my head and it's know, been there for two they're, years. They're there, and they're also really hard to write because you're like, it might make sense to me, you know? And then my wife will read it and she'll be like, I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> Rewrite the whole thing. You know, then the whole publishing process. Um, but over that time period, the idea was what makes people successful? Kind of mm -hmm. a thing that people like look into a lot. But as I looked into it, I found out it was pretty obvious. People started things. Successful people start. They start stuff. Okay. And what was interesting is I realized, by the way, start became an acronym in the book for a process that I call start. Okay. Serve, think, ask, receive, and trust. S-T-R-T. Yeah. So start. But then I realized they didn't just start something. They started something with, well, with poop in it. You know, like, like you're talking <laughs> <laughs> They started something stupid. They started something that people thought was crazy, was weird. I can't do it. Someone else should. You shouldn't do it because you're an idiot. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> that kind of stuff. And when I, when I took that angle, I started seeing the world in that way. I realized everything from the Model T to the telephone to Twitter. To the iPhone. To the iPhone. Stupid idea. Like, like ridiculous. But then I realized innovation starts at stupid. Creativity starts at stupid. <laughs> if it were smart, it would have already been done. <laughs> right. And it's not that it's inherently stupid. It's just that it's so... It's so like unique or different or, or weird for the time that no one's done it yet. So you get to be the inventor, the, the one who innovates it, the one who you know makes it happen. Yeah. In our early days, every time we made an ad and then we took it out to get feedback on it, mm. we got the exact same piece of feedback every single time. And that was never work. It's too long. It's too long. And we just kept hearing long. that over and over and over again. And it's funny. Now you fast forward six years. And the whole industry is copying the, the pattern because it no. works. No, no, no. That's exactly right. There's a process. It starts as stupid, right? Yep. Then it becomes like smart because everyone's like, 
that's the thing to do. The problem is it becomes standard. Once it becomes standard, you're going to have to reinvent. Yep. Make them move on. Make them shorter. <laughs> Use less poop. Use more. <laughs> <laughs> whatever, whatever it is, but like it's a process. Yep. You know, so. Okay. Very cool. So that, that's an overview of the book. Um, where's the best place to buy that book Just for Amazon. our listeners? Okay. Yeah. Amazon. Like, it's in 10 different languages. You can find it almost anywhere. <laughs> awesome. Including China. Can you believe it? <laughs> so cool. Okay. So let's talk product. Okay. 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 So product actually came when I wrote this book, people started asking me for help with their stupid idea. Mm-hmm. And I quickly learned I couldn't be the subject matter expert on their stupid idea because I'm not them, you know, and they have yep. their own world, but I could on their business model and also the, the ultimate goal or lifestyle they wanted, you know, to come from it. So I got into coaching, consulting, online courses, that whole deal, mm-hmm. then teach people how to do coaching, consulting, online courses, you know, like this is just kind of iterations. But because I had a background, we didn't mention this, but I have a background in manufacturing, making stuff, more like social entrepreneurial things, how to mm-hmm. help people get out of poverty. And uh, when people asked to make things, I was like, oh, I can do this. You know, I, I, this would be fun to do. So I reached out to my, you know, business partner at the time, also uh, Jace Bennett. Yep. Jace has also been on the show. Yeah. Yes. He's amazing. And then also TFN Magre, who you need to have genius level, man. This guy's amazing. I'm excited to meet and, him. And uh, <laughs> we decided to create this company we called Product to help people just make it. Because the problem with all of us who have wild ideas is we have so many, we, we don't know which one to do. Mm-hmm. And in addition to that, making it is really, really hard. So people stop doing anything because they don't know how. So we go from, we'll do the ideation part with them if they need us to, you know, help invent it prototypes, manufacture it, package it, ship it, warehouse it, fulfill it, like the whole thing. So literally, all someone has to do is the only, which is like the real hard part, sell it. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> but we can take care of the rest for the entrepreneur. They don't have to know. They can. And they'll learn it. We'll take them to China. We'll show them everything. But they don't have to anymore. They can just do it. So if I understand correctly, kind of your focus point, at least up to now, has been taking people, particularly influencers who have built an audience, yes, and helping them bring a product into their brand and into their world mm-hmm. to share with their audience. No, is that accurate? That Totally. It's a good good point. Especially because a lot of our, our clients are influencers, not all. And some people are starting from scratch doing Kickstarters and just mm-hmm. whatever it takes to make it happen. But what we realize is, especially with influencers, they may be killing it with brand deals and, and ads or wh- whatever their business model is until there's that the ads get shut down right? until people don't like them because they did something weird. You know what I mean? Like, and they stop getting the brand deals. And besides that, it's an amazing way. If you're going to do brand deals and do ads, why don't you have your own brand deals? Yep. <laughs> why aren't you running your own ads? So even with a tiny audience, you can make bank. If you have your own product and you can make, I don't know, if you can double your money, 10 exit, why wouldn't you be doing that? So we're taking everything from uh, books, uh, to clothing, uh, to some weird tech stuff, to even new, you know, equipment for cameras. We're doing tiny houses and pools now. We're doing bizarre things, but it's all based on what that person's audience audience wants. So here's one thing I found really interesting about you guys. I've seen, you know, probably dozens and dozens of influencers who are like, hey, I'm going to have my own clothing line. I've got my little boutique, merch. this, that, you know, <laughs> merch, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, but from what I've seen with you guys, you're actually developing unique products yeah. 
that are specific to that audience or that influencer right. or, or that brand. And that includes everything from like ideation and prototyping yes. completely new things, right? Total, totally. Anyone can go on to one of those sites and do a print on demand shirt and hat and nothing wrong with that. That's, that's awesome. But if you want to be like the next whatever brand, if you want to be custom and you don't, you don't, it doesn't take that many, it is a higher volume, but it doesn't take that many of that much money, money, even to pre-sell to make it well worth your time. And also YouTube and all these other social channels, they're only going to get more saturated. Yep. So, I mean, if you're like, just like everyone else and you're slapping a logo on your shirt, like how does that make you like any different, any cooler? How does that make people want to buy things from you? How can you sell at a higher price point? Right. Cause those print on demand things, you might make a buck or two unless you want to totally go crazy with your pricing. Yep. But with us, it might only cost a couple of bucks and you're selling it for 20. I mean, are you kidding me? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> or you can also sell it for two, whatever you want. You just break even, you know, whatever. But it's really smart. It's a stupid smart. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. It is, it is like, you know, I say stupid is the new smart. You know, some people, people think it's crazy to do something that's, oh my gosh, it's so tailored, it's so new, but it's like, people love it. Why wouldn't you do it if you can? So cool. So I want to dive into your backstory. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but before we, we go there, um, for our listeners, oh, there's where, people over here. Where can they learn more about product? <laughs> uh, just it's so product.com, proud, p r o u d u c t dot com, and we have tons of information there. We have an application form if you want to like work with us, and we, we'll we'll reach out and go from there. Awesome, thank you. Okay, so I want to hear your backstory. So mm. of course. This is the Poop to Gold show, and every successful person- <laughs> I, I can't person... <laughs> share it. I can't share it. <laughs> it's too secret. <laughs> it's too stupid. <laughs> so uh, so let's, uh, let, let's go there in as much yeah. as you're willing to, Richie. Yeah. But every successful person, from my observation, has had to overcome big-time obstacles. They're, you know, those poop moments in their life to, to come out on top and, and to come out with the gold moments, right? That's true. What, what is, what has been your poop to gold journey? I haven't had any problems in my whole life. <laughs> it's been smooth sailing. <laughs> it's been just the most amazing thing ever. No, no problems at all. Well, so, so actually when I was writing the power of starting something stupid, um, my brother-in-law lived on and off with us for like five years. Mm -hmm. And one day he just, he, he didn't wake up. He passed away in his sleep at 21. Oh my goodness. Like out of nowhere. We still don't no, even know. No warnings. Nothing. At 21. And when that happened, it obviously crushed us. It was even, it was, it was on Father's Day. So my, my oh, poor, my you know, parents-in-law, all of us, my poor wife, like my kids knew him so well because he lived, you know, on and off with us. But when that happened, we realized, you know what? We might not be 65 and be able to retire and be rich and and wealthy and famous and do all the things that we want to do and save the world. You you, might, you never know. You never know. And when that happened, I mean, it, it it leveled us. It leveled our reality. And so time almost, you know, when, when weird things happen, you're like everything's in slow motion. That happened, but it's also like time collapsed. Like, oh, the whole world just crumbled. You know. And um, a few years later, we uh, had our our fourth son. I got four boys. And we named him Gavin after my brother-in-law, Gavin, okay. who had passed. And uh, this baby boy brought tons of joy into our lives and, you know, super healthy and happy, but he got this cough. And it was, uh, you know, just a normal cough, but we would take him to the doctors and they'd say, he's, he's fine. There's no big deal. Stop being worried parents, you know. And it, kept, it persisted. And we took him to the hospital late one night because it was really bad. 
as we had other times. But this time, you know, they kept us there. We thought we'd be in and out like normal. And they're like, look, we don't know what this is, but this is serious. Finally, they tested for something called pertussis, also known as whooping cough. And that's what he had. And uh, it was really hard because it, it, it had been, it, it progressed, you know what I mean, really, really far. And I remember one night, my wife and I were there in the hospital with him, as always. And the nurse says, you guys should stay the night. We always stayed the night. Mm -hmm. That wasn't a thing. It was a, a cue, like something, this is bad. You uh, know? Like, a, like you're yeah, receiving a warning. This, this is not going to end well. And my wife and I were like just holding hands over his, you know, I'm just trying to stay alive. He's, he's, he's in like, they put him to sleep, you know, they have all these wires and all these tubes in him. And we're just like praying and telling ourselves, what are we going to do? And they said, what was interesting too is my wife, you know, has this, this blog and some people from all around the world are praying for us. And some guy from Istanbul says he stood up all night on the, you know, while praying, whatever. Like it's an amazing That's touching. thing. Like it was beautiful. And we thought we'd have a miracle, but but we didn't. They came in and they said, "Look, we're bringing this crash cart. We we need to use it. Our you know our job is to just do everything we can, but you don't have to because it's your choice." And we're like, "Wait, what does that what, what does that mean? Like, we want to give every fighting chance to live." And they're like, "Let me tell it to you straight. He's not gonna live. But this is here. You can either die violently or peacefully." Oh. oh my goodness! <laughs> you know, it, it not, it's, I might I might be selling it, even, saying it even a little more eloquently than they may have said it. You know, and um, oh my goodness, we're just like I know, I know, I know, it's bad. And I'm saying it like with a smile on my face and kind of here, but like it's been a while. But like at the end of the day, like worst experience any parent can have. Yeah, I, I, I can't even <laughs> imagine. Know? I'm I'm sitting here thinking about one of my uh, kids, and I'm I'm like I'm tearing up I just know, talking it's, to it's you because this is just heart wrenching. It's painful to say it. So we, we looked at each other, my wife and I, and we said, because we knew this could tear us apart even. So we, we won't let this tear us apart. Somehow we'll let his life bring us closer together. They took out all those little tubes and wires. I held them for a moment, handed them to my wife. I'm just on my knees there at my wife's feet. She's holding him. And I have my hand on his little heart. And we wait for those last beats while we sing lullabies. And um, he passes away. And, you know, we left that hospital empty handed, which is, you know, you come in with a, with a son and you leave without one, you know, and what you don't think about is like when, when like your child passes, like you don't, what do you do? You know, my wife's just still rocking him. There, there's <laughs> you, no game plan you, you for what's down? next. Like, yeah. what, do, what do you do? Like you can't leave and a sweet angel of a nurse, and this is kind of a metaphor for life, right? Just comes in and says, you know, well, can I can I rock him? You know, <laughs> and so um, she rocks him, and we painfully walk out, and uh, we're just in absolute shock, you know. And someone asked me later, actually, Sherry Do, you may have heard of her. She mm -hmm. she she uh, is a mentor of mine, and she said. Um, she was in Hawaii, and she saw my wife and I. And she said. Well, this is her question. She says, what did you learn from this experience from your brother-in-law passing from your son passing? And my wife's like, Ugh, tell me, you know, ask me in a year, you know? And I'm like, I don't know. It was just, it's, it's hard, you know? <laughs> Cause you're, you're still, you're still writing the grieving it's period. Raw. And I, I turned around after a while and I thought about as I was writing the book and I call it in there, I call it Gavin's law, which is 
live to start, start to live. Because so many people are walking around alive, but they're not. Yeah. And they have these ideas coming to their mind, stupid ones, inspired, who knows, and they don't do anything about them because they're scared. And so I, I learned if you live to start, you will start to live. Even if it wasn't, like, even the worst part, like, even if it isn't the best idea ever, I'm not talking about bad things, but let's just say it's, it's, it's just really not the best idea. At least you tried it. You can live without regret and you're not going to wait till you're 65 and then find out that it won't work. Cause that's a huge fall to build your whole life and then realize it wasn't a thing. <laughs> and as you know, right, you know, go for it, go for it. Yeah. You, you, even if it doesn't work, right. Think of what you've that's learned. Right. Think of the experience that, that, that you had. Absolutely right. And from what I've seen, every time something doesn't work, a new door opens. That's right. New ideas come and you can try something else. That's exactly else. right. And so, like, I started interviewing people, literally hundreds of people, most of them kind of in the sunset of their lives, you know? Mm-hmm. And I asked them what made them successful or not or what they wish they would have done different, whatever. And they, they all said something like this. I wish I would have had, or no, they said, they would say, I waited for a time where I would have more time, more education, more experience, more money. Never comes. And that... It, only to find out that I still needed more time, more education, more experience, and more money. And it's like, nobody has all those things. And if they do, they probably don't want to start anything because they're just hanging out somewhere. <laughs> but, but in reality, it's actually those constraints that help you be creative. Mm-hmm. And it's actually those, those constraints that help you gain those things that you want. It's amazing how we, we say this all the time in, in our creative culture that constraints... Um, actually breed create creativity it's it's amazing how that happens if you give someone just a completely blank slate yeah they'll stare at that blank slate and have no idea where to go but then if you put some parameters and constraints on it yeah no that's a good point it's like i I never thought of this before but it's kind of like those escape rooms yeah like you got to be creative to get out but if you weren't in that room at all the door would just open you just walk out that's right and we're all like are we all not trying to escape something You know, we, aren't we all in our own little escape rooms? <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> oh my gosh, <laughs> um, Richie, uh, thank you, thank you so much for for yeah, sharing that that story. I, I wish we had a box of tissues here in the room. <laughs> I, I, um, Sorry, th- that was a um, th- that was a heart wrenching thing um, just to hear. So I cannot even imagine what it was like. I can't even mm. put myself in, in in your shoes. And I appreciate you being willing to share that yeah, with me and, 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 and with our audience. I think there's so much that we can all take away thanks. from the, the perspective and the attitude that you've walked away with coming yeah. from that. Yeah, thank you. People will, will always ask when they read the book or they're trying to do something or just to hear our life story. There's more to it. <laughs> but they're like, they're like how or why or they're really asking how they can do it. Yep. And the answer is start with one thing. It isn't, I mean, no matter how hard it is. Just the one, because we always think, we always fast forward to the major success, which yep. is 10 to 100 steps away, which is impossible to leap to. But if you take that first step, you eventually get there and you learn, right? And it's amazing what you can do that you don't know you could do if you try, you know? I love it. <laughs> I love it. So um, so our audience is, is largely made up of marketers mm-hmm. and entrepreneurs yeah. and creators. Totally. You know, writers and... Those and, are my people, and, man. And, and filmmakers. <laughs> okay. Um, so speaking to that audience, you know, if, if there's... If there's someone who's just has this fire burning inside of them and, and they know they want to 
they, they want to take that next step, that first step that you just yeah. talked about. Yeah. What's your advice for that person? So if you are wondering what your next step is, I'm, I'm going to say something super different. When people read my book, they would come with, to me with a stupid idea. And I realized I could help them make money. Not As long as we have the business model right and they could sell. Not It's not hard to make money. People think it's so hard. And it is, but that's because you're selling the wrong thing to the wrong person. Like mm-hmm. The idea of selling is that they don't <laughs> need to be sold. They just want to buy it, right? Because it's cool yep. or whatever it is. It meets their need. But there's more. I found out they could be successful financially, but they still didn't have the time, freedom that they want. Because most people that reach out to me, it's not just I want to make money. It's yep. not just I want to do this thing. It's it's what they think will come after their success, which is more freedom of time, location, That's right. income, all those things. But people think it's going to take 10 steps to get there, and they never make it. In fact, they make they get successful, and they still don't have it. And it makes sense because they didn't bake freedom into their business model from the very beginning. So if I say, what's your – in psychology, it's called final cause. Mm-hmm. But I say, if you are – Imagine, I say, I don't even care what you're doing. It's a great idea. Awesome, wonderful, love it, hate it. You know, hate it, stupid idea, whatever. I don't care. It can make money. But if, you're, if your goal is to hang out with your kids more, and your kids are 13, or whatever, one of them is, right? <laughs> Unless you have like five of them that are 13. Okay, but <laughs> <laughs> are you telling me you're going to spend five years to get that freedom when they're 18 and they're out of the house? Yeah, and, and the then, window of opportunities passed. And their mind blows, you know? And I'm, they're like, oh, Richie. And I'm like, but there's there's hope. <laughs> if your goal is to spend more time with them or travel the world or do whatever, why don't you start with that? And why don't we build your business around it? That's it. And instantly your future becomes your present. It's, I it's love here. it. You just do it. I, I do this. We travel around the world. We, we're on the road for six months at a time sometimes. I work from my cell phone. And it's all because I gave myself a constraint. Can I do it from my cell phone? Uh-huh. Can I do it remotely? It's amazing. And do I like it? (laughs) You know, of course. But again, I'll bring back to start. Start by serving others, which means do it for free. Do it without a hidden agenda, because a lot of people do it like, you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours, especially in this industry, happens a lot, right? Uh Don't be an idiot. Don't do that. (laughs) Just serve. Then you thank them for the opportunity to serve them. Because when you ask people for something, it can hurt. You can ask at the wrong time. If someone just comes out of nowhere and asks you for something, if it's a big ask, you're like, do, do, how do we know each other? Right. So you earn the right to ask. That's right. Then you then you are able to receive more fully. You know, like in football, the, the guy throws the, the quarterback throws the ball. You don't want the receiver to whack it out of the air or like drop it on purpose or put their knee down. You want them to score, right? You want them to go all the way to the end zone. Touchdown, like when you receive, the gift back to the person is that you are successful. How many times do you give people advice? They don't do Countless, anything. And you're right? like, well, you keep doing it, of course, but you're like, what's wrong with people, man? <laughs> <laughs> I just told you everything to do. You're so good. You could kill it. Anyways, and then trust. You know, trust that, that it's all going to work out. But that process, serve, think, ask, receive, and trust, is how you start, in my opinion, what I saw, you know, uh-huh. through successful people starting stupid things. But if you also start with final cause. It's so smart. You'll do it in a way that gives you your future in the present, and you're living the dream. This is a real thing. It's not easy, but this is how it's done. I love it. <laughs> you're amazing, dude. <laughs> Richie, thank yeah. you for being a guest on yeah, the you're show. Welcome. You're um, welcome. I have 
You mentioned in the beginning that you already have a, have a copy of the book yeah, from Poop to Gold. Was there a soft copy? I think I might have got a soft copy. Did, did you? So, I think so, yeah, this is cool. This is hard. I like it. We're, we're happy. And, <laughs> and if nothing else, it's going to make a fantastic gift that you can give to someone else. Um, thank you. This is awesome. So, and to our listeners, thank you so much for listening. Make sure to like, share, and subscribe, and we'll see you on the next one. See ya. As entrepreneurs and small businesses, we all kind of reach that point where we know we've created something awesome and we want to share it with the world, right? Mm -hmm. And it's that very next step that can oftentimes be really intimidating or really scary or you just don't know where to go next, right? And the beautiful thing about this 14-day script challenge is you get your hand held from, okay, you have this cool product, now let's go research and find the exact way to present it and message it to the world in a way that resonates and gets people excited and they're ready to swipe their credit card and purchase. And in the 14-day script challenge, you get the opportunity to go through that step-by-step with our writers who have done it dozens and dozens of times. You actually watch us go through each of the steps ourselves and create it with a real client, a real product, and um, it's a real campaign that's out there that's been very successful. That's right. And the feedback that we've had on this thing has just been phenomenal. I mean, we get comment after comment and emails flowing in from people all over the world who have just uh, raved about the impact that this has had on their business. People tell us over and people tell us over and over again, it is just a huge value punch for the investment for this 14-day script challenge, and and really gave them the tool set they needed to walk through it and make it happen. And we've had. Um, we've had dozens of students who have successfully taken the challenge, written their script, launched their ad campaigns, and driven success for their business. It's pretty amazing. For more information, go to hbros.co slash script.